Thank you for joining the Bevel Talk, Season 3, Episode 2. Pipe fabrication leader Team Industries has to stay on the cutting edge to go above and beyond for their customers. Learn how they adapt to trends and changes. Let's get right into it. Welcome back to Bevel Talk. Today, we're again joined with John Panetti and Lynn Eben of Team Industries. And today, guys, I want to talk a little bit more about aligning Team Industries with market needs and trends. We know business is ever-changing. You started your business in, in 1987, and you've had to adapt and change since then. So we want to talk a little bit about how you guys identified those opportunities, how you took advantage of them. Maybe there were some missed opportunities or things that you were a little bit slow on coming up to speed with. But, but let's talk about the changing market of the welding industry. Constant, uh, what should I say, constant change of technology, um, especially in the last 10 years. Um, I think there's been more changes in welding technology in the last 10 years than there were the prior 50 years. Um, with moving in the inverter type welding sources from you know from the old rectifiers or what I'm working backwards here generators rectifiers inverters and uh, that has basically that with the electronics behind it has opened up uh, greater areas of improved efficiencies um, lower power usage. Um, productivity gains. So your operators have to be able to uh, adapt accordingly. So training, training and new technology with new equipment is just vital here. I would agree. It's it's definitely, we've seen a lot of changes in the equipment on the shop floor. Um, we've, we've actually freed up some shop floor space for, you know, with some of the older technology and put newer technology in place of it. Um, the welding positioners that are used at Team Industries um, came from basically a need. Um, years ago, we had used pretty much every welding positioner out on the market. We were finding that they just were not meeting the welder's needs. Um, we're also finding, you know, they break down. You have to wait for parts. You're not up and running as soon as you want to be. Um, so we said, well, hey, let, let, let's build our own. So basically we sat down, used the input of the welders themselves who are using the positioners, sat down with the maintenance department who is very heavily involved in the building of those. Um, for the maintenance department, it was all about how can we build this bulletproof? How can we make it so it isn't going to break down? And if it does, you know, where are those weak points? Let's change out parts so that they're not going to be expensive weak points in the parts. Um, and of course, the the our engineers were involved in that design. Um, so it evolved. We started out with the Gen One, the Gen Two, um, then the Gen Three. We've got a Gen Four, which is hydraulically elevated, which is um, new, very new to the market. Typically, if they're elevated, they're um, a manual elevation. This is hydraulic elevation. We've also have the Gen Four XS and the Gen Five XS. So we've we've really evolved. Um, we also have started the integration with robotics and the positioners as well. So that that's very new technology out there, and it's evolving daily. It changes very quickly. And so I think we have to continuous improvement and always be aware of that technology that's out there. Right. So you guys are actively pursuing technology to make your shop run 
faster, better, smoother, easier for the operators. More efficiently. More efficiently to get more done in a day. It's fantastic. What other trends are you seeing? Changes in the labor pool um, or a labor shortage? I talk to a lot of people, a lot of customers that say it's hard to find not even just a good welder, but welders in general. Are you guys seeing that same type of, of struggle in your industry? We, we have seen that uh, struggle, and we've had to use all the resources available to plug that gap. Um, a good welder that's a good worker is a valuable, valuable employee. Um, and we basically uh, have looked at, you know, job fairs, um, temp agencies, uh, newspaper ads. Uh, we've started started in the high schools, uh, every resource available to be able to meet those needs. And I think for us, um, just being very connected with the high schools. So, you know, it's one thing to know that you've got those high schools in your area, but to really get involved with the schools themselves um, and make sure that the instructors are aware of the offerings that Team Industries has. So we, we do offer those instructors to come into Team Industries, learn about Team Industries. So when they're teaching their their students, they they can give the students the knowledge that they need to give them. Speaking about being connected, you know, we're in an ever an ever increasingly connected world with social media, with internet, with emails. How do you guys stay connected with industry? Are there associations that you're part of or or how do you stay connected with your your customers? Uh, you know, associations, uh, the Pipe Fabrication Institute, uh, the PFI is uh, a well over 100-year-old organization, and they basically uh, they wrote the book on pipe fabrication. And we have members from all over Canada, the United States, and uh, we meet uh, two times a year. We, we look at the standards of created to upgrade the standards. What do we need to stay in front of industry, um, what can we improve on? It's been a strong. We also negotiate the the union contract uh, for all 500 plus uh, yellow label shops in the United States. Um, so we are connected with uh, with the plumbers and steam fitters, um, and it's a very good connection. It's a strong relationship. Um, and we share training ideas. We sh- we share a lot of ideas on how to advance the industry. We're also uh, connected with the Mechanical Contractors Association, the MCAA. Um, and I always say it's one thing to belong to an organization, but it's another thing to be fully involved and take part in the offerings in that organization. And if you are fully involved, that's when you're going to reap the benefits. Right. You can you can be a member and get the newsletter or you can actually be part of it and help drive and change and, and bring others in Correct. into the industry. Okay. So another trend or another thing that I'm that I'm seeing as I travel and as I talk to people is shorter time frames on some of these super projects. How are you guys combating that? What are you guys doing to be able to complete jobs on time with these shorter timelines? Shortening up that uh from the time frame from receipt of, of a purchase order to to final delivery is critical, and it takes 
it takes all our resources to look at material deliveries, um, engineering, how to shorten up that engineering cycle, um, how to how to get the correct files. That's that's huge. I mean, when we first started at Team Ministries, it was uh, a, a draftsman drew uh, thirteen pipe spools a day by hand. I mean, technology is loud. We've had as uh, an operator draw a thousand spools in a day with new technology. Um, so the emphasis overall, um, in a, not only in the shop, but it's, it's up in engineering. It's in QC. How do you how do you get on the electronic? I'll call it the electronic bandwagon to uh, assist in shortening those time frames because that's many times uh, many times that's what that's what sells a job can you deliver on time and it's two two of the core principles of uh, of team industries from day one is on time delivery and top quality um, so that's uh, that's a little bit of information there that uh, it could pass on to others yeah, definitely. That um, on-time delivering quality is in our mission statement. And I think you'd ask anybody out on the shop floor, anybody in the office, what those two qualities are, and they would be able to repeat that. I think um, it's also helpful that there is not one department that is against each other. We are just one big family, one team industries, and that's what pulls us together when those timelines get tight everybody pulls together and assists each department. So that that's very helpful at Team Industries. Right. I, I think it's important to be able to track a project from start to finish easily and effectively and people to know what, what's coming, where, where schedules are at. So if something is behind, you can get it back up. Or if something's ahead, you can utilize those resources other ways. Um, one thing, another thing that I've noticed as I've been out and talking with customers and traveling around is, is codes and standards have been changing, um, sometimes slowly, sometimes very rapidly. How do you guys cope with that at Team Ministries? What Do you have a strategy around um, making sure you're compliant with codes and standards? Here, here again, uh, Team Ministries is not interested only in a profit, but we invest an awful lot of uh, revenue back in the industry. We have two representatives that sit on the ASME code main committee. Uh, we have an ex-vice president that sits on the, the AWS, American Welding Society, main committee. We participate in the Pipe Fabrication Institute. We participate as an MCA um, there's, there's other organizations, Shipbuilders Council of America. Um, all of that is to try and advance the industry and to keep us compliant in, in the latest trends that we, we see, uh, to basically, it basically keeps us out of trouble and to deliver the best quality product that's, uh, that's possible to deliver. Is your pipe welding equipment costing you time and money? It's time to reinvent your workday. Make the move to Arc Reach Technology from Miller. And don't walk, weld. Get more information at millerwelds.com slash arcreach. So looking forward or currently, what are some other trends that we haven't talked about that you guys are seeing or, or trying to deal with? 
I think, you know, the trends are definitely in the technology. How do we how do we integrate that technology? And I think sometimes what happens is you look at we've done this this way. So now how do we take this new technology and still make it work the old way? And I think we have to look the opposite direction and say, okay, we've got this new technology. How can we change our processes to to embrace the new technology? I think we we really need to look at technology as well as how we are finding good quality employees. I think that we're seeing, um, you know, we talked about the the relationship with Local 400 and how we share a lot of the training. I think we're seeing a lot of um, welders getting their apprenticeships at a much younger age. Um, we're not only starting in the high schools, but we're also starting in the middle schools, developing the students. Um, so, the, you know, those are the challenges that we're seeing. So we're learning how to adapt to those challenges. I think one of the hardest parts of industry, especially with changing technology, is getting a workforce or a labor force to accept and excel at those changes. I know I'm a, I'm a creature of habit. I like to do things the same way every day. It's easy for me. I'm comfortable with it. I know what I'm doing. How are you guys, how are you accomplishing that? One of the... One of the things that you you need to break down, a lot of people look at a uh, a union employer environment as uh, as as what should I say bumping heads and you need to you need to educate educate the the union members that they are part of the, your your success or failure strategy moving forward. Um, I mean, in 37 years, we've never had a grievance ever filed. So once you can get their buy-in, um, that we can, we can succeed together and accomplish, uh, we can bring, accomplish, uh, positive items. I mean, that you're, uh, you open up a lot of avenues a lot of avenues to customers that that want to want to work with you in those type of cases. Fantastic. Uh, we we also have several of our um, welders who actually teach at the at the hall, so that is very helpful for us as well because that knowledge gets communicated throughout the entire industry that way. So now I'm going to ask you to take out your crystal balls. I want to have you tell me. Five to ten years down the road, what do you think the welding industry will look like? How will it have changed? Uh, with without a major war, um, a, a major war will escalate technology to the max. Um, without a war, we will see changes. We will see changes that uh, in the in the fact, uh, you know, typically for. 35 years, a 40-foot pipe spool was a standard. And now you're seeing 60-foot, 80-foot pipe spools. You're uh, basically performing more labor in the controlled environment than you are in the fields. And that trend will, will continue um, for financial reasons, because of productivity, for safety. Safety is a huge factor that... Uh, Years, I mean, years ago, you had safety meetings, but now it's the final customer that's putting the major focus on 
on your safety standards and driving it down into industry. And that's been a huge, uh, huge change, a huge positive thing for the industry. Um, our goal at team is to send every employee home at the end of the day in the same condition that they arrived. So that's, that's a major factor that uh, you're going to see five, 10 years here continue, if not, uh, magnified. Um, I think you're going to see more emphasis on on quality, probably the metallurgy part of things. You're going to see that heat treating. Uh, heat treating is a major issue. Um, you're going to see you're going to see certain materials that require it. Certain materials are going to are going to uh, not require it anymore. Um, as as the codes and and change changes things. Um, we we will adapt accordingly. I would agree. the The safety piece is something that I think you're going to see continue to to be driven home. I think it's a matter of not only being safe at work, but it it comes to be safe at home as well. Um, at Team Industries, we actually have stickers on all of the um, bathroom mirrors that say you're looking at the person who is responsible for your safety, and so we we really um, take that very dear to heart. Right. Well, I think it's definitely a change in industry that they've always wanted to be safe and tried to be safe, but we're trying to eliminate all risks as possible to stay as safe as possible and make sure everybody's healthy and happy and safe at work. Okay, so obviously Team is a successful company, but what has made Team so successful? What What are some of your notable uh, projects or accomplishments that you guys have had over your 30-plus years as Team? In 1993, when the bombing of the first bombing of the World Trade Center and the Twin Towers, um, we were Team Industries was contacted and to help fabricate pipe uh, to get that up and running. And and we worked seven days a week, uh, 24 hours a day on 42 inch pipe for the cooling water and base systems. And basically. Uh, that's it. that Twin Tower operation was back up and running in 33 days. And that, uh, that was one of the more memorable uh, projects um, and the more challenging projects to accomplish. That's fantastic. Um, what other projects that you've been on that are memorable to you? Uh the world's largest uh, solar plant uh, in Ivanpah, California. Um, that project uh, was demanding, and uh, there's three towers, um, thousands and thousands of mirrors focused uh, to reflect the sunlight back up into the under the towers to heat the heat the tanks, to heat the water, to create the steam to to generate the electricity and from from Kakana we shipped uh, like 140 semi loads of pipe fabrication um, to this job site and actually that uh, project we we received a uh, supplier vendor of the year award uh, through uh, uh, Bechtel an EPC contractor, the largest world's the world's largest EPC contractor is Bechtel. Wow! So this summer, I actually had a chance to drive my kids past that facility. Uh, we were on a family vacation, 
It's very, very impressive. My my kids had no idea what it was or how it worked until we was explaining it to them. But that's fantastic. It's a f- very impressive to be able to get that from from Bechtel that award. Um, are there any other projects you'd like to talk about? Any any other things? Challenging. Uh, I mean, cha- we have had some large, very large projects. Uh, very challenging projects. Uh, it. Uh, I mean, if it's lethal service, uh, super high pressure steam uh, lines, that's where we uh, we thrive. Um, the, uh, the high quality demand on, of piping systems and alloy materials that's a that's a strong point of team industries. So, with that being in lethal service and 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 super high pressure pressure vessels. What has made Team so successful? What what's driven your growth and success for so long? The employees. There's no no doubt in my mind. It's uh, from from day one. It's the value of the employees. Um, we've been blessed with uh, a great management team. We've been blessed with uh, tradesmen that are that are very productive above well above the average uh and uh that working working relationship has has really uh been a benefit to team industries yeah it's definitely the employees team industries is really a family it's a family owned business it's a family that we all work together as a family whether we're blood relatives or not um and the tradesmen at Team Industries are very, very dedicated, very knowledgeable. Um, can't say enough for the employees at Team Industries. Everybody pulls together and works as a team. Well, I think that's how it needs to be in industry, to further the industry, to, to make things better for all of us that work in the trades or work in industry. We need to be a team and a family working together to do a good job. Thank you guys very much. I appreciate it. It's been great talking with you guys. Thanks for your time.